Hey guys, welcome to the Live Live Play podcast. I am your host, Andrew, Stephen Kinsler, and today we are talking about nutrition. Uh, we are going down that rabbit hole, yes, another podcast on it, another person on the interwebs telling you about nutrition. Why is my one going to be different? Um, because I'm going to be brutally honest with you guys. I'm going to be brutally honest about what I think about nutrition, what I think about different diets, and on what I find works. And what works has never changed since the dawn of time. It has not changed. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast. Nutrition. Let's talk about it. Google nutrition, you're going to get millions and millions of websites, social media, articles, videos, nutrition programs, different diets. Everyone's spouting everything and they're all trying to reinvent the wheel because they're all trying to sell you something. There will be no endorsements or a selling of a nutrition program on this podcast. Maybe the next one. I don't know. I'm just having a coffee. Uh, it is uh, 27 in the morning on a Saturday, so I'm uh, just trying to wake up. So let's go to it, right? So firstly, with nutrition, uh, there is a, there's, the, the problem is there's, there's too much information. We are overloaded with information on nutrition. Uh, everyone's saying from drink this, to eat that, to remove this, to supplement with this. There's so much out there is that the average Joe, the average Joe and Mary, they, they don't know where to go. And if you speak to probably most people, they've probably tried two, three, four, five, even six different ways of eating. And they're actually, they're actually so disillusioned with nutrition that they tend to start things and they just know automatically they're going to quit um, because they've just lost, they just resigned themselves to they're motivated, ah well, and then in six months they'll want to get motivated again. And that is, I would, I would probably throw out there like 65-70% of the population and the reason why I give those stats is based on the obesity epidemic that we're seeing in this country and around the world. There's so many lies out there when it comes to nutrition. <clears throat> I have, I'm particularly annoyed about certain things, um, but I can be annoyed about certain things, but here's the thing, it's like Ron Seal. It does exactly what it says in the tin. All diets work. Yeah, I said it, they all work. Now, they'll all work for fat loss to a point. Are all diets healthy? Absolutely not, they are not healthy. Not all diets can be healthy for the human body, but all diets, all nutrition protocols, nutrition programming, challenges, detoxes, they all work to a point, but are they healthy? That is the question. Most of them, no. I'm going to kind of go into a couple. Firstly, as a human, we're built differently. If you're watching this, listeners, you are different to me, unless you're the exact same, you're six foot. Uh, you're husky-ish and um, you've, you, you uh, like to talk on camera or you like to do podcasts 
you have a genetic template that you were more willing to store body fat. Uh, you gain fat quite quickly, but on the same time you can lose it quick enough. Um, if you have that genetic makeup, then yeah, you could probably eat like me. Um, if well, if you wanted to be kind of just average. Um, but if, but most people are different. We're all different. Our hormonal systems are built differently. We've abused them differently over the years. Some of us were born with genetic mishaps or um, deformities in regards to our thyroid or kidney or liver or pancreas or gallbladder. Some of us have abused it over the years. And you gotta look at it like this. Like, let's think of it as from the day you were born to 40, you spent 40 years literally kind of like, like every day hitting it like badly, like impacting your body a little bit negatively all the time for up to 40 years. Then when you're in your 40s or late 30s, 40s, then you're questioning why your body's starting to give out to you. So yeah, well, you. You kick something enough, it's going to start biting back. And your the human body, as much as it's an amazing organic machine, it needs to be fueled. And if you're fueling it wrong, eventually it's going to go. Something's going to break. And the only thing that we know, and we know categorically as humans, the way as our species has evolved, is that we consume uh, healthy, as non-processed as possible foods, is the best source of kind of energy we can get to help us grow, recover, repair, cognitive ability, all of that. Now, when it comes to all these diets, so I'm gonna list out a few diets here. Um, I'm not picking you out in general. These are just the more kind of on-trend diets at the moment. So if we go uh, keto diet, intermittent fasting was kind of big over the last two years. Keto diet is, is kind of the, the bigger one now. Um, veganism, vegetarianism is, is growing, but it's not growing because it's the healthiest option. Um, and come on the show, please. I'd love to chat to you uh, because you, you, I know a lot of unhealthy vegans and vegetarians. Um, and then you had like I think about ten years ago, like the big thing was uh, paleo. Paleo was huge, and um, the zone diet. They all have their benefits, right? I agree with a lot of stuff because every single one of them, every single one of those diets has one thing in common. Don't eat shit food. Don't eat bad food. Don't eat processed food. Eat clean food. Eat clean, healthy food. And the only difference between most of them is that they remove something. They take something away. They take your time away. They reduce your calories. They reduce... Uh, firstly, if you were removing a whole, like a primary food group from your diet, um, I think you're you're losing that one too. Um, and if and just this is just one. And if you're a vegetarian vegan, again, I've I've friends that are vegetarians and vegans. I don't mean to make a well, I do mean to make a point on this. But if you do a course and you become a vegetarian or vegan, or you see something on the in, in, internet, or you watch something about animals dying. And you're, you won't eat meat because of what's happening to the world. Okay, I'm cool with that. But if you try to throw that down my throat about eating meat, then, and you don't have your research, you can go swing for the fences. Um, the reason being is that if you have to remove a food group from your diet, because you're telling us we're not designed to eat it, but then you must supplement your diet because you cannot physically get enough of the right food into your diet, 
then I'll question it. Is there a vegan or vegetarian out there that eats pure and doesn't supplement and lives a very good health, lifestyle? More than likely, yes. But also, I know people that have great health, great blood work, uh, enjoy more of the finer things in life, have abs in their 40s, and they, they train two, three times a week. Why is that? So, we're all built differently. So you, 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 you can't come at me with that. Um, it makes no sense because if you can show me someone that is healthy on the vegan, vegetarian, keto, uh, intermittent fasting diet, I can show you someone that's healthy on a different diet, on a fad diet. I can show you someone that's healthy because we're all built differently. And it all, it, it all works to a point, but it does, here, ah, that's it. It all works, it does. It all works to a point, but it doesn't work for everybody. We're all built differently. We've genetic makeups. They're all different. Some of us store fat quicker. Some of us build muscle quicker. Some of us are very lean, uh, thin, who find it actually very hard to store body fat or store uh, muscle. You cannot say categorically that that is how you should eat because you don't know that person. And if you don't have their troubles or you haven't worked with people like that or done the research and studied it, then your argument is slightly flawed because you're trying to push and be dogmatic about something. So, uh, sorry, you could be dogmatic about something uh, on about information that you're not 100% sure on. So, if you are a very healthy vegan, very healthy person in intermittent fasting, very healthy person, eating just the normal meat and veg, awesome, go for it, keep doing what you're doing, but it's like religion, don't put your philosophy on me, because it's not necessary. If you're from a different religion, <clears throat> or a food religion, whatever you want to call it, that's cool, by all means, have at it, enjoy yourself. But try, and here's my, here's my thing on that, if you're gonna try and convince me, and people have, <clears throat> Excuse me. You're going to try and convince me of nutrition, then uh, you need to be able to explain why. Because the only question I'm going to ask you is why, 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 why. And if you cannot, if you, most people get confused and they won't be able to answer because they'll get to the point where they actually don't know. And the cop out answer is it's healthier. No, it's not. Might be healthy for you, probably isn't, um, but it mightn't be healthy for me. So why should I try? Okay, moving on. Detoxes, all that other stuff, the gimmicky, the challenges, right? They're good, right? There is a time and place. Here's the thing. Nutrition is about health. We want to make people as healthy as possible. But we also understand that the aesthetical aspect of nutrition comes in and people want to look good. Now, generally, if you look good, you feel good. The problem is when a lot of people think of looking good, they think of losing body fat, uh, losing weight, not body fat. They just think of losing weight. So... When it comes to, let's say, I have a wedding in eight weeks and you're willing to do what you want to have that photo, I'm all in there. I get you. I understand. And I'll help you. But I will sit down and, excuse me, I will sit down and explain to you that this is going to be hard. This is not necessarily healthy for your body. But if this is what you want to do, I can give you said information to help you achieve that goal. And I've done it before but I do sit down with my client or the person I'm working with and state to them that this is not this is an extreme case, it's an extreme diet, but it will give you what you want 
hence the beautiful wedding photos, or uh, the, the, the school reunion or something along those lines. They work. The problem is, is that all these detoxes, all these fad diets, nutrition, here's the, here's the thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kinda demo a little bit to the video if you're listening. So imagine this cup is a cake, okay? This is the cake or the sugar or the, 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 the syrup caramel latte. And I got this idea, and it was the best video, and if I can find it, I'm gonna put it in the link, uh, from a guy called Will from, he runs a gym called um, CrossFit Sandyford. And his stuff is brilliant, he's so analytical, it's, it's amazing. This is your cake, put your cake down, you're detoxing. You do not need the special tea or shake to replace the crap you're not eating, because, and the only reason why this exists is because the company's trying to make money. But realistically, if the company was purely honest, if you put the silly tea smoothie, lemon ginger, whatever, down, and don't go back to the cake and just eat real food, you're, you're, you're gonna lose weight. You are, I'm just saying, trying out there, it's gonna happen. Also, you got things like, like, and I'm gonna use, uh, again, a quote from uh, the Dan John, uh, the coach Dan John. This said, uh, the seven pounds in seven days. Eat a banana for seven days, you'll do seven pounds. There you go, it will work. Uh, but on the eighth day, you'll start getting all that back. And the problem with challenging, now I'm, I'm all for dialing it in for a month and kind of challenging yourself to either go off coffee, go off all sugar, because I know a lot of that stuff for most people is, it's okay for four weeks or three weeks or 21 days, but long-term sustainable lifestyles is harder. But if I can get you, for if, if you can imagine, there's A, B, and C, and I can get you from point A and do a four-week challenge and get you to point C, and you re only revert back to a point B, you're still winning on the nutrition protocol. You're still winning on making better, healthier choices when it comes to nutrition. Now, but Stephen, what should I be doing? I'm a mom or a dad, I've got three kids, I work, I'm stressed, I don't get some sleep. Oh, and <clears throat> another one on sleeping. Yes, we should all have eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. The person that writes that, uh, doesn't have kids, <clears throat> just saying. Uh, Four-year-old, guaranteed, he's been waking up ever since he was born. I don't get unbroken sleep. And in fact, what I have noticed is that I tend to operate better on six and a half to seven hours of sleep. Anding over eight hours, I actually like a zombie. So, um, uh, yeah, have kids. So you're not trying to, in a perfect world, you'd, you would have your eight hours of pure sleep with a cold room um, and you'd have a sensor light to wake you up. Uh, your watch will vibrate when you've hit enough REM sleep then you'll wake up to a beautiful chef who's gonna be downstairs cooking your, your, your healthy, um, macro-dense breakfast. You go to a gym where your coach will train you through the most efficient and less output training session that you have, and so on and so on, you'll have this beautiful lifestyle. But that's not reality. But people are trying to sell this crazy, crazy way of living, and it's not reality. Some people work shift work. Some people, uh, as I said, have kids. Some people have, are so stressed out that they suffer from insomnia. 
So when you start to try and tell people to eat better and then sleep better, you're, you're, you're giving them too much to do. And you have to start looking at, and for me, for, from when I look at people, is the small things, making small changes over a long period of time. And this is where my train of thought comes in on nutrition. Everything works, but habitual nutrition is best. And what I mean, and I, that's, this isn't like, uh, habitual nutrition is a, a program that I worked on, wrote, I think about eight years ago. I called it the Traffic Light Nutrition Program. Uh, it is free. There's no, there's no set, like you go to New You Nutrition on Facebook, the link will be in the thing. You can sign up and do six weeks for free and learn how to eat better. There is no, we do Q and A's, all that stuff. We're not trying to sell this. This is just, can I help you? And yes, I can. Habitual nutrition is by far the simplest way, in my opinion, to help people. Because a lot of people can't go all in all the time. Stuff happens in life. So we make small changes. Um, and what I mean by that is that, let's say you're a very active person. You're very active, you train, you go to the gym four or five times a week, um, you're eating very clean, but there's always that, that, that extra bit of uh, weight around your stomach and you want, it, you want to get rid of it, right? And you go to your nutritionist or dietitian and they give you this beautifully designed macro diet and you can stick to it and guess what, in 12 weeks, boom, you've gotten rid of that weight. But then you're kind of like, well, I, I, I stopped going out for dinner and I stopped, uh, I had to, I, I felt that like my, my sex drive went low and I was too focused on food and I actually made myself more stressed and all these things start compounding. So after 12 weeks, yes, you look great and feel great, but it doesn't last. And for some people, there is people that can flip that switch and just go all in and they'll never go back. But that's one, 2% of the population. Most people are unable to do that. They're so far behind the curve that to do that is a, it's too big of a challenge. So here's the way I see it. We quantify everything. Write your food diary. Very simple, write it for seven days. Be honest. Don't write a beautifully honest, uh, clean nutrition pro, uh, diary. Write a fully fledged, whatever you're normally currently eating, don't change a thing for seven days, eat that. Write it down and then we highlight it. <clears throat> In that diet, there's about, on average, 20, 20 items that you can change without affecting the bigger things in life. And this is what I'm getting. If you, I spoke to a guy yesterday, actually, and the man had four sugars, uh, four coffees a day. In that coffee, and he was like, it was just black coffee. You said, oh, you point blank told me it's not Americanos, it's not, it's not, it's not cappuccinos, it's not lattes, it's not flat whites. I drink four Americanos a day. Now, his partner then goes, but you do have two sugars in each coffee. Well, yes, that's to make it sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's the thing, I'll give up the sugar. I told him, don't. He looked at me, like, why would you not be telling him to give up sugar? So you're having two sugars a day, seven days a week, four coffees, 14. All right, so you're having, um, no, that's more than 40. You're having 28, 28 um, sugars per week. How about you have one sugar in your coffee? You're still getting what you want, you're not removing because if I remove all sugar, he'll start seeing sugar trucks on the road. 
How about you just remove half of it? I can do that. Perfect. And in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, because everyone's different, time frames will be different, how about you go from one sugar to half a sugar? How's that sound? And he was like, that's doable. Uh, that will make a dramatic impact. Now, if he does that monthly, changes one thing monthly, by the end of the year, he'll have an exceptional diet and he will have broken most habits. Most of this coffee drinking, is to, at least two of them are habitual. They're just part of a routine. So already, when he starts looking at that, he'll start knocking that out. But we've gone to, in two weeks, we've gone from 28 sugars to 14 sugars a week. That's huge impact to your body. That's how it works. If you're having two slices of toast every single morning with your breakfast. How about you have one? Oh, don't eat bread. Okay. What if bread is a massive staple in your diet and you're actually kind of addicted to it? Have one. Then, have half of one. You're always still getting it. You're just having less of it. That's how it works. Over the course of the weeks. Here's the thing, right? If we say the, the average human has 42 uh, meals or snacks per week. Very simple. You highlight, you do your food diary, you're gonna highlight that. And in that 42 meals, there's 20 reds. The reds are food that is bad for you. And we know, like it's alcohol, it's chocolate, it's sugar, it's uh, salty, savory foods. And then you have about, let's say, 10 orange foods, and I'll get to orange in a minute. And then you have, let's say, 12 green foods. The green foods is foods we know, like lean proteins, good carbohydrates, uh, vegetables, right? We know that that's good. Now, you can start by trying to dissect this as all you want, but we're, this is not the, the podcast for that. So if I tell you to remove two reds from that week, replace it with some greens, can you do that? Yeah, and that could be on a Tuesday night, you don't have your biscuits with your cup of tea, and on Saturday morning, you have your, your eggs with some vegetables rather than having your big fry up or your cereal with your kids. That's two, that's just two, two changes. And if two is too many, you just make one. Orange foods are the foods that we can tolerate. So some people can eat pasta, some people don't get bloated, the, the effects of pasta aren't as bad on people, or milk, let's say milk is the best example. Some people are lacto. I can drink some milk, not a lot of milk, we have a coach here that can't literally drink milk because it's, he's lactose intolerant. So I can get away with a bit of milk. Coach Lee can't. So the orange is the gray area because we're all built differently and some foods affect us differently to others. And that's, that's, as, that's as easy as you can make it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but if you make those changes on a weekly basis, review, review your food, make a change to your food, then in the course of 12 weeks, you'll have gone from like 20 reds down to 10 or less, increased it with greens, which are good, good, healthy processing food. Just by doing those small changes, you're gonna lose a lot of weight. That's as simple as nutrition can be. And that's why I believe that nutrition is the best. That type of nutrition is the best for most people. Again, if you have an event, by all means, um, go for that. If you wanna to go to the extremes, that's cool. Now. Where do I get my information from? 
Well, firstly, this is stuff that I've worked on because I've worked with a lot of clients over the years. That is what I feel it works best for most. Now, I've read a lot of books on nutrition. <clears throat> for anyone, coach or any just the lay person, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, fat loss happens on Monday, habit-based diet and workout hacks, Josh Hillis and obviously Dan John. <clears throat> This book is possibly one of the best nutritional books I read because it's so practical to everyday lifestyle. It talks about calories, it talks about habitual eating, it talks about making changes to get long-term sustainable effects. And it also talks about having bad days and what to do when you have those bad days. Because a lot of people will have a bad day, they'll chalk it up, uh, they'll draw a line in the sand and then they'll just blow out their diet or they'll blow out the week. But what we want you to do is that if you have a bad day, then you just had that bad day and move forward and keep making the progress. But this is possibly one of the best book. I'll put a link in the to Amazon to see if you want to buy it. Like there is an audio version um, and the, the, it's probably the best nutrition book for people to read. So that's what we want to be doing in regards to that. Uh, <clears throat> guys, that's kind of me on nutrition. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to know a little bit more about habitual nutrition and how we do things, here at FSM, we do have a Facebook group called New You Nutrition. Um, it is free. We're not charging. Uh, our program is free. We're again, we're not charging. You, it's it's not a selling point. We know what works, so come along and join us, guys. If you like the show, please like and subscribe. Share with your friends. If you have questions, I would love to hear your feedback. We're gonna have people on talking about kids' nutrition. We're gonna have people on about talking about nutrition, specific diets. Uh, we are going to kind of delve deeper into that because, like I said, a specific diet could work very well for you. And it could be the, the thing that changes your life. But what we know, and what we know for a fact, is if you don't eat crap food and you eat lean meats, good vegetables, and some car like healthy carbohydrates that your body can handle, you will literally change your energy, you'll change how you sleep, and you'll change how you function on a daily basis and your quality of life will improve. So guys, thank you for uh, watching. <clears throat> I don't know, I have something in my throat today. Thank you for watching, have a great day and uh, share with your friends if you found this informative. We're out. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast.